Just trying to get these alerts off. We got the alerts off. It is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. Triumph Tuesday. We're going to talk about different ways how you triumph, uh, things that you may be feeling, maybe that we're feeling. But, you know, the good thing is that we're doing this all together and we're going to triumph collectively together. But good evening, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good evening, everyone. This is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. Uh, excuse me. On it was a little tongue tied there on this Triumph Tuesday at night, September 19th. And of course, um, today is a very... Uh, significant day it's the third anniversary of our dad's passing and when you think about different anniversaries that pop up you still and of course in this case of course you know like our dad like he was just it's just hard to to fathom that it was three years ago I guess is what I'm trying to get at and you know you always wish wish that you had more time and um and life as we know it you know even before you know that summer that you know when his health kind of took a turn for the worse we kind of realized that life yeah, is short very short and the significance really from from may to you know to his passing those were you know may june july august september you know like four months, uh, and even earlier in the year, maybe the last probably I would probably say the last six months, uh, where the realization was we knew what was coming. Uh, he knew what was coming, but had not come. And I don't even think it was a question that he didn't come to terms with it. He had such aspirations of getting to 100 years old, and I remember the conversation so many times that we would have with him and when his uh, beloved sister Mary was alive and she passed before he did and that conversation is I don't know why he wants to live to 100 I don't want to live to 100 and they would they would kind of go back and forth as siblings do and she's a little bit more outspoken about it he was more you know it, it was almost I, I always got the interpretation from his expressions that it was a race for him he wanted to beat the odds because you know his 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 mom, our nanny, lived to 103, I believe it was, and uh, his dad also lived to 89. I mean, so he outlived his dad. However, uh, you know, he had aspirations, and you know, I think too, knowing you know that he was on the cusp of you know getting closer to that half, you know, literally five years away plus from 100. You know, he could he could really, I, I think his Head could see him getting there, but his heart already knew that that probably wasn't realistic. Uh, you know, when you suffer from congested heart failure, as he did, uh, it surprised us in so many ways. The length of time that he was uh, blessed to, to be uh, with us, knowing that his heart really was working at, when I say low capacity, it was low capacity for a very long time. And yet, you would have never known that by his mannerism. You would have never known that by his attitude. And he was, you know, one of those easy, easy going types of people that just always had the best outlook on things. No matter, even the worst of times, he, you know, would always reflect on a blessing or reflected 
uh, you know, he would acknowledge what whatever it was, but he didn't dwell on it. He never dwelled on anything unless it had to do with the Red Sox and the Patriots. Sometimes he would dwell on, you know, a game and the outcome uh, because he was an avid fan. But he wouldn't dwell on anything that was uh, heartbreaking, that was negative. Even with uh, the passing of her mom, he didn't dwell on it. Um, he just talked about her. And of course, he missed her, but he always talked about her. And it was never, you know, some people, when they they lose that loved one and, the, you know, the first one loved to go, you find that they kind of never get over it. And I don't think dad ever got over it, but he managed it quite well. Um, you know, so when he would do, would, would reminisce, um, it was always very cheerful and upbeat and happy times. And one of the, I think one of the most memorable piece to the, those last six months was the fact that he could see home videos of not only, uh, you know, when we were small, but mm-hmm. to see the, the early stages of him and mom and when they were, you know, engaged and, you know, the, you know, when, when love is truly like so novice and bliss and it's cute to see your parents at that the fun, cute stage of a of a relationship, the playfulness, the you know, tenderness, you know, those kinds of things. So that is one of the things that we are blessed to be able to share. Watching his reaction to seeing those videos and singing songs, and you know, he during. I mean, when you think about three years ago, we were in the height of you know the COVID wars, as I call them, or the COVID COVID years, and. I'm going to go into a little segment on the sidebar of that because that, that subject matter is coming up again. Uh, and I actually have some alarming news uh, from the state of Florida, which I'm shocked over, but we'll get into that shortly. But, you know, so you you do, you know, when you go through that morning process and, you know, I have uh, each, like, especially on Saturday, I have the alarm go off because our dad, even though today's the actual, you know, date from a date perspective, number perspective, the day he died, he did pass on a Saturday. So every Saturday, my my alarm always rings his bells at his passing. And then later uh, in the day for our mom, because our mom also passed on a Saturday. And I also have John's mom's in there. I have to find out my father-in-law's time of death I know I have it somewhere but it, it just to me it's like a reflection to re- remind us and you know funny thing when we were talking about you know how you kind of go over in those feelings that you have when you, you know you go from from a person like our dad who lived a very long and healthy life and then the tragedy of you know someone within our industry passed away very young uh, earlier this week uh, Jesse Lee Ward and one of her closer connections uh, had actually posted a video of her, a snippet from two months prior. She was at a concert singing her songs and how he, you know, he had just found out the news and, you know, he was trying to wrap his head around because she had gotten good test results and then all of a sudden she ends up not passing away from, from pneumonia. But one of her closest friends must have had some connection with some sort of medium. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but the message was from her that she was feeling towards those that she was close with, that she called their one um, and said, this was how basically life was supposed to go. I um, mean, you know, 
in the glory of, uh, of our Lord and, you know, everything is beautiful. Like, you know, just this. So for some people that, you know, obviously that came as a shock where, you know, when you compare that to what our dad went through, which was not a shock, it was the normal process of life. We were blessed to, to witness this passing and being received into the Lord. And for those that were shocked by, uh, as we all were when uh, Jesse had passed away, um, I think it gave some some comfort uh, to know that they were kind of getting a message. Uh, and it just reiterates, sometimes people need to see to believe. And that brings you back to your faith where that's one of the core core beliefs of our religion is, you know, we shouldn't have to see to believe, we just know. And for some people, they need that reminder. So uh, it, today was a day of reflection for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and reflection indeed on, on a lot of things. Um, obviously, a lot going on in the news. Uh, dress codes, um, aliens. Oh, I didn't hear about the aliens, but I... <laughs> Did you see that meme? No, I, I saw a dress code. And, you know, the fact that they, you know, of course, and they obviously show Betterman in his attire. What, what I thought the whole thing was a joke about is there should be some sort of decorum, like the, the judges have a decorum of, of what they wear. They, you know, wear their suits and their, their uh, robes. And, but they still want to require the public to come in dressed appropriately and, and they give you and they actually use the word comply to the, the dress code but they don't have to comply to a dress code so I thought that was uh fitting for the clown world that we are in I have a unique perspective on that and you know you're right that there is a certain decorum in in different professions um, you know, for instance, our military that, you know, whatever armed services you are in, you are required, obviously, to wear your uniform. And, <laughs> excuse me, I think that it just overall gives a feeling of, eh, like, you know, what the heck, blah, blah, blah. And I just think that it puts us in a really kind of not good light no, and I don't think we're in a good light. I mean, look at how, how long it took to find the, a missing plane. Um, that plane. is a bizarro. And it's <laughs> unright, it's bizarro, because it's really not bizarro, because it, it's very fitting for the circumstances of our world right now. It's just a little cray-cray. And something is just not adding up for me as far as that goes. And I've heard different things, and, you know, I did, was doing a little poking around um, in between cooking dinner. Well, I should say help, help get dinner together and whatnot. And I'm just like, something is not adding up here. And then, uh, uh, who is that? M Miley, Millie, Millie, General Millie. Yeah. Came about the, the uh, started talking about the big balloon again. And actually it was right before they actually believe found the plane. And, adamantly said there's no evidence to show that these that were being spied upon <laughs> you know the balloons are not spied and i thought to myself do you really do you practice that in front of a mirror when you know you're outwardly lying do you really think all americans i believe some americans believe the 
chate that comes out of their mouths because you can't, you know, as we always talk about, you can't pick stupid. There are just a lot of stupid people out there. That's the reality of it. And that's, you know, and a lot of people say, well, that's not really a kind word. You know, stupid is in the dictionary. And um, I don't think it's supposed to be a kind word. I mean, it's not the most pleasant word, but it does describe that anyone would fall for anything that comes out of their mouth. And I, I, you know, I always, I always wonder, like, I would like to be a fly on the wall. It's probably the only time I would like to be a fly. Be a fly on the wall. When these people go home, you know, do they laugh? Do they think, oh, boy, did we really pull one over on the citizens tonight or today? And, you know, do they have bets going on and how many people believe this chate? It doesn't, I don't know, it just makes you wonder, like, or, or are they so stuck up there, whatever, that they actually believe what they're spewing? I, I, I don't know. I, I would find it hard to believe that any of them, other than the person that's occupying the White House, he truly believes what he says. And he truly believes that it's true. So in his case, he's a whole separate case. The other thing I thought was hysterical, and actually I did a, um, you know, you could do the stories on Instagram or Facebook. And I did this most hysterical laugh because I love, you know, you can do music, you can do, you know, record your own voice. It's an hysterical laugh. When uh, the last two days we've heard that uh, the person occupying the White House's son is now suing the alphabet agency that said he didn't file his paperwork. So that meant he didn't pay what he was supposed to on paperwork because apparently he didn't report uh, dollars on his paperwork, and yet now he's going to sue them for mm -hmm. stuff that he didn't do um, over, you know, whistleblowers, which you know they are protected. They uh, there were several different attorneys that were on here talking about the different statutes that they fall under, and when they are reporting and or I shouldn't say reporting when they are testifying uh, for whatever they are coming forward with as being a whistleblower, they are under they are under law to answer to Congress. And Congress protect, you know, there's a law to protect them as whistleblowers. And that because they are testifying that, that that information is public and it says that. So his deal is that it was invasion, an invasion of privacy and that he should be treated no different from anybody else. You know, the, the law should apply to him. So I was listening to all that and I thought, that is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard of. And then today, I guess he also is now pleading uh, not, not, guilty. Guilty. Yeah. not guilty in the gun charges. Um, you know, go for it. But on the flip side of that, because you have evidence that do support it. And again, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Well, that's the way it's supposed to work. It, you know, when, when we actually followed our constitution, that's the way it's supposed to work. And then you have, um, I can't think of the comedian's name from England or wherever the heck he's from. What's the name? Uh, Bronson, Branson? Uh, Brand. Brand. What, what is his name? Brand, Russell Brand. Yeah, Russell Brand. So here he was on, and it was one of those, um, late night shows and it was a he was a I can't think of the guy's name he's a comedian has a show late at night and was really a staunch democrat but he's 
come out and really challenge a lot of things that have been going on. So he goes on there and he gives uh, his version because he was joking around with the host saying, I know you want me to be prepared and blah, 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 blah. So I brought all my stats and figures and it was really uh, against what has been going on in our country. And I find it ironically now, supposedly now, um, I don't know how many years ago, I just saw a flash thing about it that there's not one but four women with almost, I guess, very similar or identical types of accusations, sexual accusations from, I don't know, 15 years ago. It was like some, some, you know, whatever. And from his perspective, he says, you know, it's, it's a, uh, you know, he wonders whether the media and you know, the, the tactics are, because now I'm speaking out, I, and he wasn't, this guy was a liberal, this comedian, uh, Russell was a comedian, he was not a comedian, but he was a, uh, was a liberal. And, you know, now he's flipped, as well as the host. So you have to wonder, it can't be coincidence that he's coming out pretty strong now against what's going on. Now, all of a sudden, out of the blue, these four women who never ever, I think it's four women, who never pressed charges, never did anything. And they weren't even pressing charges. Apparently they were sought out by this journalist. And I thought, hmm. So the, 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 and then, then you hear more that, you know, then the, the next thing, you, the crazy thing you hear is the plane's been found. And you look at the, uh, aerial view and you could see the outline of the trees where it went to, and, and it went up on a big poof and no one saw that going down like no there's not one camera there's not and then don't they have gps yeah there's so many things they can track but yet they lost track of a what was it a uh it's a uh, how many like a, something but it's a powerful but not only that let's think about it the other thing I saw was a lot of Asians, I'll just say the word Asians, coming over the border in total, total camo outfits with backpacks. Their head is covered. And they actually, because there's trains and trains of these uh, illegals coming over, trains and trains full of them. And a lot of them were Asians. And so th there's speculation that there's one country that's not a friend of ours that is infiltrating, um, coming in illegally, like the rest, since you know, borders are wide open. You know, how ironic that happened like a couple days ago. And then now you have, you know, a plane that not only was just a plane, it obviously had intelligence, uh, things that the average person should know about, you know? So did someone ransack it before they found it? I don't know. The crazy stuff we learn in our news today. Yeah, it's just, it's a tad cuckoo. Things that make you go, hmm. So I did hear some news. This is what I wanted to talk about because there's a lot of talk about, you know, needles, injections, and I was disgusted. And, and this is a warning and a news alert to all 
uh, families in Florida, no doubt. Now, Florida, obviously, we know uh, we have ex religious exemptions. Uh, we are a red state. However, the Florida Board of Health has a heat map. And everyone knows what a heat map is. It will let you know, you look at the United States map, uh, you know, whether it's marketing, whether it's weather, whether there's a heat maps. So you can see what's going on depending on what subject matter you're talking about. So there is a heat map of children from age four to 18 that have religious exemptions, meaning that they are not getting any kinds of shots unbeknownst to the parents or parents not wanting them to get said shots. And there is a heat map that not only shows where these four to 18 year old children are, it knows where they live, it knows the area, and it knows the school and it's public knowledge. So the outrage of parents in Florida is on high alert and very distraught. A lot of people are writing, uh, writing letters to Governor DeSantis, they are not happy. Uh, and apparently there's been a live, and it's a live heat map. You might as well just go out there and say, hey, the people, the pedophilias of the world, here's a perfect map for you to find, you know, whatever age group you want. Oh, my We're going to tell you where they're located. We're going to tell you what school they go to. And you could do your due diligence. And there's also a database that is also a live database that I believe, and I'm not exactly 100% sure the research I've been looking at to from 2017 that is a database with the same type of information that again is live and is public. So why, you know, what happened to HIPAA? What happened to like the normal privacy laws? What like, and this is Florida. So their parents are on high alert. They're very upset. Uh, I actually contacted my contact at Mothers uh, Moms for Liberty. The uh, co-national chair lives over the next town over. And we are getting people on board and we're encouraging parents to send an email to our governor and say, what the hey, hey. Absolutely. And as well as they should. Craziness. So what do you yeah. try to remember? Well, a lot of little things, and I think that's a good thing. Um, my mind is going a little blank now because of, um, actually, I got to turn this down a little bit. The light is like blinding me in the eye here. Mine's doing the same thing. But I am, I think I'm just triumphing over, you know, um, you know, keeping steady with my routines and that always, you know, that always makes me feel good. So I would have to say that's a big thing for me this week. Yes. This week, today was a uh, triumphing over my juggle day. This is what I call my juggle day, not jungle day, juggle day. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, all the different passions and pieces of who I am and who I help out or what I'm involved with. Uh, sometimes a day overlaps everything that I need to do. So 
I had uh, a great uh, pickleball practice this morning. I was doing drills, so that was good to do that. Great uh, kudos to uh, Marco over at Grand Harbor. Uh, he does an amazing job, which also uh, led me into because that's one of our one of the communities that's involved uh, that's going to be uh, joining our Florida pickleball leagues. So I had a day full of Florida pickleball leagues, emails, calls, uh, uh, texts, follow-ups. Uh, so I had that going on. I had some HOA emails and follow-ups. I had Winner's Choice Championships where we, you know, in, in uh, Nashville and Connecticut at Mohegan and uh, Foxwoods and uh, New Jersey at Harrods. So we get all these different follow-ups and phone calls, nonstop phone calls. So I've been updating uh, the contacts with Chair and Dan. So I had a lot of that going on, as well as our new uh, franchise to be, a lot of follow-ups, some webinars, just, you know, one of those days where everything overlapped. And, you know, I thought about that probably, I don't know, about four o'clock. I took a little, uh, little bit break before I started making phone calls for uh, Winner's Choice Championships. And I I had said this morning, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, like as we talked about anniversaries, keeping busy. And I go, boy, you know, daddy was overseeing my schedule today and keeping busy because that's what he would want. He would not want us. Obviously, he, you know, would know that we would feel sad that his uh, physical self is not here, but we know he's alive and well, um, you know, with our mom and she's alive and well. And they're surrounded by God's glory and love and warmth and sunshine and all the goodness of paradise that is. Um, but, you know, normally, and I normally do have a day, as you do, where we have a lot of things that, you know, overlap because we're so very passionate about the things that we're involved with. But today was, it was on steroids. And I thought to myself, I couldn't have planned this day out any more busy than it was, but it was a good busy and it's what I needed. So I timed overthinking, you know, that I might not be able to do all that when I looked at my calendar and I was like, holy moly, can I, can I do this? And I actually have, uh, I'm on, I'm on break. Uh, I still got calls to make for winner's choice and then get, jump on a couple different Zooms. But at the end of the day, it felt good to be busy on a day like today. And, uh, you know, I thank the Lord. I thank Danny for overseeing my schedule and saying you can do this because that's what he would want us to do. And, of course, our mom would be proud that we were uh, collectively and individually going after the things that matter to us, which all encompasses as what they taught us about helping others. It certainly does. And on that note, of course, we would love to hear from you. We're still having a little bit of difficulty with our website, so we'll keep you posted with that. You know, and you can always, of course, reach us by email, send us a direct message, however you need to get a hold of us. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss, hoping that you have come up with some strategies that are gonna help you overcome and you're gonna triumph over. And it's something that as you get to the end of the week, when you get to Fanjabos Friday, you could say, pat yourself on the back and say, I did good. I did a good job. I triumphed over, I renegotiated, renavigated, or had to just sit down and say, what the hey, hey, I can do this. With that, uh, we will see you sometime again this week, but we are uh, had a pleasure chatting with you and kind of 
getting involved with our lives. We want to get involved with yours as well in a positive way. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.